Broadcasting live from a sea of technocratic nonsense on an island of freedom. It's the Fell Howard Show. And now, here's your host, Fell Howard. The Liberty Bell rings loud and true and long and hard and free for all Americans. It's the Bell Howard Show. I'm your host, Bell Howard. If you like Libertarian Radio, say amen, because you just entered the right church. i got to work on that one. Um, Heck of a show today. A real interesting guest, a mother of a popular philosopher. How do you like that? I mean, ask yourself if uh, if you know any modern day philosophers, first of all, and then let alone their mothers. Anyway, she's coming on later. That's going to be exciting. Folks, this is a place of free expression, free ideas and free coffee. I mean, what's better than freedom? You know, people always ask uh, which side of the aisle is Bell on? On the right or the left? I say, man, I'm not on either side. I'm sitting in the aisle or standing, uh, whatever. I mean, in the aisle, you're free to move around how, however you want. I mean, if you're sitting on the right or the left side, you're boxed in. You've got, your, you've got armrests on either side. You've got those. Uh, they're kind of narrow because the theater was built in the 1800s when people were smaller. That's a fact. And now you're hemmed in. Let's be honest. You don't like those people you're sharing the aisle with. I mean, my right-wing critics say I'm too left, and my left-wing critics say I'm too right. Right? I mean, just get me out of there. I need elbow room. This guy's got to dance. The corona drama continues. I know I go back and forth on this. Did the governments or the evil scientists of the world really cook this up to damage the president's approval rating? Or did a bat in Wuhan take a crap on someone's head that gave him chest pains? I mean, which is more plausible? I don't know. The who sure isn't helping. They haven't made a record in decades. And the the World Health Organization isn't making matters any better. Today they say wear a mask, tomorrow they say wear a mask with a face shield, and then the next day they say masks don't work. I mean, does anyone know anything? How are we supposed to listen to the experts when they keep changing their mind? Whether this is real or not, I I know I, I, I go back and forth on this all the time, but you know what? I still wear a mask, a face shield, and an old beekeeper's suit my uncle gave me. Rest in peace. Anyway, I suit up, because what if it's real? I mean, I'm I'm sort of agnostic here. I don't know if there's a hell or a god, so I'll just go to church uh, anyway just to be safe. Did China invent the virus? I don't know. How can I know? Can you invent a virus? I mean, who is inventing viruses? How do you get that job? Hey, good job on that virus, Tim. You know, I'm going to need you to work weekends. 
We're uh, we're really pushing for Yellow Fever 2.0 by Christmas. Get on that, Tim. Is that a job? Whatever it is, we are we are setting aside liberty as an apparent sacrifice to the greater good. You know what it is? It's like it's like our freedom is being held in escrow. You know when you're buying a house and you give your money to a third party and when all conditions are met, you close escrow and the deal is done. Once Corona clears, we get our freedom back. That's the deal. They've got our freedom in escrow. Now, how do we close escrow and get our freedom back? Well, it's going to take time, our time, our money, without any income. Some people don't work. It, 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 requires, it requires our sacrifice uh, of our need to socialize. We have to stay inside, can't socialize, and we're social animals. Most of us, I don't think my wife is. We went to a restaurant a while back and she asked the, the host, is there a table behind a plant? And he said, excuse me? Anyway, it was a Japanese place, and they happened to have a large bamboo plant, and he wheeled it over in front of our table for us. What was I saying? I'll, I'll tell you what. When this deal goes through, and we close escrow, and we get our freedom and civil liberties back, the America we knew before is going to look... It's not going to be the America we knew before. I mean, it's going to look very different. Get ready for buyer's remorse. It's not going to be the house they promised you. It's not going to be that nice model home that uh, Cindy, the 40-something real estate agent who drives a Corvette, shows you, gives you her card and tells you there are croissants and coffee in the kitchen, and, and you get there, and there's one left, and you ask your wife if she wants to split it, and she looks at you with disgust and says, just eat it. And you do. You eat it and you feel like a pig. Sorry, but back to my escrow analogy. We, we're we promised freedom by this government, but this whole corona situation is going to change that. And when the government says it's okay to go back to normal, it ain't going to be the normal you know. It's going to be normal 2.0. So you better be ready. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do something about it. And I did. That's why I've got some exciting news. You know, the last guy I interviewed on the last show was a singer, uh, Mikhail Petrovididididic, uh, from Croatia. Anyway, he got himself his own country. He found an abandoned bus station and, and called it a principality. His country, his rules... That's true freedom. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the government says your freedom is. You've got your own micronation with your own rules. That's pretty sweet. And guess what? I've been saying it for years. I want an island. It's always been a dream of mine. I've always wanted my own island of freedom in this sea of liberal technocratic insanity. So guess what? I got it. I finally got it. I got my island. 
well, it's not an it's not an island. It's an oil rig, and and it's and it's not mine yet. It's still in escrow. Fingers crossed. You know, Vera, my wife is uh, well. She's doing a great job of containing her excitement, but she's always been on board. This was one of the conditions of marriage. You're gonna have to secede from the union with me, honey. That was one of my conditions. I asked her, "Did you ever imagine growing up in Alberta, Canada?" that you would one day co-found your own country on an oil rig with an American radio guy? I mean, you got to laugh sometimes. Uh, she she didn't. She kind of remained silent for a few moments and then walked away, but that's her way. I get it. I got an oil rig. I'm so excited. And a micronation, just like Sealand. Have you heard of Sealand? These guys declared an old helicopter landing pad out in the water off the coast of uh, England. They declared it a country, a sovereign nation. No plumbing. Uh, You just got to go over the edge. That's got to be rough, though. Uh, If you wake up in the middle of the night and have to tinkle, it's a hundred-foot drop to the sea, and you've got the wind at your back. You're still half asleep trying to do your business, barely awake, kind of teetering on the edge there. Well, that's really cool. You've got your own country. I mean, you can do this if you want to, if you really set your mind to it and be truly free, people. You know, I don't know what I'm going to call my my country yet. Maybe Bell Island. I mean, that has a nice uh, ring to it, I think. But um, what was that, Wes? Hey, we got a call. Oh, good. It's from my, uh, my realtor, Cindy. What's that? Well, she's parking now. Got to pull that Corvette uh, Corvette off the side of the road. But uh, this is great. This is exciting. Let's check in with Cindy, and uh, and and see and see what uh, what she has to say. Cindy, Cindy, are you there? Morning, Bill. Is it morning or afternoon? Blah, scramble brain. It's your favorite neighborhood realtor, Cindy, as if you didn't screen calls on your show. Um, I know you're busy. Cindy, yeah, well, a little bit, but um, it's good to hear from you. I want I want some good news. Tell me I've got an oil rig and my own sovereign piece of property in this, uh, this godforsaken world, Cindy. Oh, I wish I had good news, but that's for another day. Um, unfortunately, we can't close escrow yet. Yet, Bill, bit of a hiccup. The baby's spit up on his bib a little. Okay. Um. You know, I did my research. I went on Wikipedia and YouTube. I mean, what does a guy have to do to secure some property and declare it a sovereign nation? Well, your Freedom Island, I just found out today, is being seized by the feds. What? What was that? The feds? What do you mean? I've done all I can, but it's the FBI, Bell. Your oil rig, turns out, is a seized asset in an investigation involving a drug cartel from a guy from Venezuela. So, little snag. Well, wait a, wait a second, Cindy. I mean, how did, you, how did we not know this uh, uh, going in? The seller wasn't 100% transparent with me, 
and we've been just emailing back and forth, you know, and I didn't get a good look at him. Cindy, I'm I'm sorry, but I mean, uh, you're a realtor. I mean, this is part of your job. I mean, your job is to sort of assess the situation, and and you're supposed to be realtors are supposed to be savvy people and and good readers of people, right? Bill. I think you'll agree we didn't have a lot of time on this. I mean, you really pushed, and I say, considering I only had a week to find an oil rig that was for sale, you know, I think I deserve a little gold star on my coffee mug today. A gold star on your coffee? Who gets a gold star on their coffee mug? I don't understand. Listen, what can I do here, Cindy? What is the best course of action? There's a chance that the government will take full possession of this property after this investigation, and then we can negotiate with them. I mean, they sort of hold all the cards here. Yeah, they always hold all the cards here, Cindy. I mean, the game is rigged, Cindy. They always hold all the cards. You know, every time I come this close to to tasting real liberty, I just want... I just want my Liberty Island out on the ocean, and the feds just snatch it away every time they come between me and true freedom. Well, I'm doing my best. I found a 40-acre ranch in Los Alamos. It was the home of an interesting church in the 70s. They were called the True Freedom Family. You know, multiple wives, no age limit on marriage, that sort of thing. The feds came and crashed that party, too, but they're selling at a reasonable price now. Oh, Cindy, I I think that was a cult, Cindy. The True Freedom family was a cult, and it was headed by that guy, that weirdo, uh, uh, Vince, Vince Jojo. Wait, wasn't he a radio talk show host? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he was a radio guy, I think. Look... We've got to take a break here, uh, Cindy. The struggle continues. Um, you know, I, I I really do appreciate all you do. Thank you for your service. Real quick, I'm doing an open house in Los Felicias off of the 5, real close to the Dollar Haircut store. Follow the signs. I've got croissants and coffee. All right. Well, make sure you buy extra this time, Cindy. Bye, Bill. Okay. Folks, when we come back, Slavoj Žižek, the popular Slovenian philosopher's mother, is here. Albina Žižek will be joining us, so stick around, and uh, we'll be right back, and hopefully we'll get this micronation thing figured out uh, during the break. All right, folks, stick with us. Hey, it's Bell Howard now talking to the men. Hey, fellas, you know women aren't the only ones who can benefit from the snug fit and added confidence of a good bra? That's why 25 years ago, Satoshi Sakamoto started Adam's Secret, Bras for Men. He started designing bras for sumo wrestlers. With clientele that big, you know you had to create a durable product that lasts. Now Adam's Secret maintains its reputation for creating tough, durable bras that men can wear in any situation. 
carpenters, firefighters, dock workers. If you're a significantly above average weight gentleman, you can go to work with confidence knowing that your cargo is secure in the hold. Now, I don't actually use this product, but I have friends that do, and they say it combines the comfort and support you need to get your job done every day. They also say the material is soft and sometimes thrilling to wear. Again, I don't know anything about that. I've never worn alternative undergarments, but other friends claim it really feels great, and its memory foam technology means you always have the perfect fit. Wow, I would really like to try it if I had need for that sort of thing, but I don't. I sit in a chair all day and talk into a microphone, but I still try to keep in shape. But I hear from friends that Adam's secret bras for men are the real thing. But you know, if you find yourself in that category, go online and get yours today. Adam's secret bras for men. Get your bra on. It's the Bell Howard Show, 888-888-8878. Sorry, uh, sorry, don't call that number. That's not our number. That's just uh, my, uh, my old form of Tourette's from being in AM radio for so many years. Bell Howard Show, back from the break. If you want real libertarian radio, you've come to the right place. You know, folks, I'm still working on my micronation. I thought I'd have my own micronation by now, but Rome wasn't built in a day, you know. Anyway, all right, so now on the phone, uh, we have a very special guest. Her son is a famous Slovenian philosopher, Slavoj Žižek. Uh, You may have seen him on YouTube. Slavoj, however, is a communist. Uh, Now, if you know me, I think you know that I consider communism is antithetical to liberty and freedom, and for that matter, uh, Marxism, too. But but Mr. Zizek is an unabashed Marxist and communist, and I'm sure he's a decent guy otherwise. Um, I don't want to say anything too bad about him. I mean, his mom's on the line here. But since we, we couldn't get him on the line, uh, we got someone even better. His mother, Mrs. Zizek. Mrs. Zizek, are you there? Yes, I am here, and it is an honor, truly. And might I add, you are the last voice of reason in America. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Um, and it's an honor to have you. Uh, Mrs. Zizek, what, what is it like to have a philosopher for a son and, and, a, and a communist at that? Well, the media says uh, he is an exciting breath of fresh air. He is a rock star in the philosophy world. But I know that this communism thing is just a phase. It's it's just a phase. So you think uh, he's going to grow out of it? I mean, he's a big boy now, though. Uh, isn't he uh, almost 70 years old? Yes, but... Here is a story that I'm sure will embarrass my son. I came home and he was sitting on the couch. I'm sorry, what? He, 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 he was, he was what? He was sitting on the couch and... Uh, Mrs. Zizek, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what radio is like in Slovenia, but here certain words are off limits, um... Why did he do that on the couch? Was he, he, 
was he not potty trained? No, sitting, S-I-T, just sitting on, it is my stupid accent, you know. Oh, 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 uh, oh S-I-T, I'm so sorry. Uh, please continue. So, so he, he was sitting on the couch. I'm so sorry. No, no, don't apologize. It, uh, I, I misunderstood. So go ahead. He was reading a book. It totally shocked me. Do you know what it was? Do you know what he was reading? Um, I, I guess uh, it was something um, out of character for the young communist. Um, I don't know, Anne Rand or something like that? No, it was Patriot Games by Tom Clancy. The truth is... My son always wanted to be a fiction writer of the thriller genre, but it was hard to write simple prose for him. Yeah, I'll say, you know, I, I, I took a look at some of his, his books, and um, he writes in very obscure uh, language. It's kind of, I mean, here's an example. One of his books is called Sex and the Failed Absolute. And, and here on and one of the chapters is titled Reality and Its Transcendental Supplement. I mean, check, please. I mean, I, I, does, this, does this guy get out much? Look, let's, let's be clear. Nobody reads his books, but they buy them so they can appear smart, you know. I tried to read his book, but... I failed. I totally failed. I always tell him, you should write a bathroom book. You know, a book I can read in one sitting. Uh, sitting, right? Uh, uh, S-I... Yes, of course. You know what I love? It was these bathroom books in the nineties. Uh, uh, they were like uh, soft cover encyclopedias uh, that had little descriptions of everything, engineering, uh, how to make love, and so on and so on. Um, then while you are sitting on the throne, as it were, you can learn about anything. That is true education. Yeah, I think I remember those. But so... So where do you and your son part ways uh, philosophically? Uh, you're not a communist, right? No, I am not a communist, but I am not what so many people are now in Eastern Europe. You know, it is a tragedy. Everyone here is anarcho-capitalist. You know, free market must be 100%, you know, no regulations and so on. This is crazy. I also disagree with my son that the end of history, according to uh, Fukuyama, Francis Fukuyama, was a false one. Fukuyama was right. Western liberal democ democracy is the final form of human government. There is nothing new. But what this means, I think, that we must look to the past in order to go forward. My son claims he wants to forge ahead and find some new kind of communism where 
Are you okay? Uh, Life, do you have a, well, I'm fine. Do you have a it cold? Is, it is not a uh, uh, cold. Oh. I don't have corona. Oh, you thank know. God. Just relax. All <laughs> you right. You couldn't catch it anywhere. You are in America. And I'm, I'm in uh, Hawaii. My uh, son claims he wants to forge ahead and find some new kind of communism where life will pretty much continue the way it is. He can write his silly books and just sit on the couch. Sit on and the couch, right? Play Xbox with sit. my grandson. Yep. But I don't think there is a communist answer to this problem. Hmm. I would like to go back even further and rediscover some form of benevolent monarchy, you know. So so you think you you want to go back to to kings. I mean before before the industrial revolution, before people uh before capitalism. Yes. I think we should have kings with gold hats and princes and and so on and so on. And court jesters. My son, he could be the court jester. He has a, he talks funny. He always sniffs his nose and grabs his shirt. Oh, his shirts are horrible. Yeah, I noticed that. He's a very casual dresser. Uh, I, I watched his uh, stuff on, on, on YouTube. Um, what's going on there? Um, this guy makes a, a, a decent living, right? He always wears these dirty T-shirts in public. I say, put on a clean T-shirt at least, you know, not this... Uh, a sort of teenager who is too lazy to 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 find to tie a tie. Oh my God! I mean, you can you can get clean shirts now. They are made by eight-year-olds in China. We can buy them at the Uniqlo for two dollars. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Capitalism has brought us many great things, you know. Yeah, I mean now you're you're uh, you're speaking my language. What did your son think? I mean, when he heard you were coming on this show on a libertarian uh, radio show, uh, what did he say? When I told my son I would be on this show, he said, "Relax and be yourself." This is ironic. He doesn't know how to be himself, and I claim to. No one knows how to be themselves. It's like, uh, it reminds me of the old joke, you know, Jesus Christ is with his apostles and he he is trying to relax. He's tired of working the miracles and preaching to the, the Jews. And so he decides to play basketball, but... He can't, uh, he can't hit a three-pointer, and his apostle, maybe Mark, maybe Peter, I don't know, uh, says, uh, Jesus tried the same shot again. The apostle told him that this is a very difficult shot. Only someone like Larry Bird can do it. Jesus said, what the hell? I am the son of God. I can do what Larry Bird can do, and took another shot, but the ball missed the the hoop. 
at this point, a group of American tourists walked by, and one of them said, observing what was going on, turned to the apostle and said, My God, who is that guy? Does he think he is Jesus or what? The apostle said, No, the jerk thinks he is Larry Bird. So the point of the joke is, this is how uh, phantasmic identification works. No one, not even God himself, is directly what he is. Everybody needs an external, decentered point of identification, you know. Um, an external... I didn't quite follow that last part, but um, but anyway, you've given us a lot to think about. That's for sure. Um, and uh, and I want to I really appreciate you taking the time today, Mrs. Zizek, and and coming on this show. And so on. And so on. Um, and so on. Yes. So um, and I I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, folks. Uh, that was uh, that was Mrs. Zizek. What an interesting interview, and uh, and um, 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 her son. And you know, apple. Uh, sometimes the apple falls uh, very far from the tree. Well, it doesn't fall far from the tree. It falls next to the tree, and it just kind of rolls, and it keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. But uh, thanks for tuning in today, folks. Um, I'll see you next time. Uh, next time we've got another great show for you. And um, and um, hopefully I will have a micronation at that time. And maybe I'll be broadcasting the show from an oil rig uh, with uh, just a crew of, uh, of four. That'll be me, uh, Wes, Vera, and, um, and my cat, who will, of course, uh, be the general in our army uh so folks until next time stay safe stay sane and stay free this is bell howard signing off bye now